Welcome to episode 9 of Katie's Christmas Movie Countdown. Today I watched Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. It is a Disney movie that went straight to DVD in November of 1999. Uh, this movie is three short stories narrated by Kelsey Grammer starring all of your favorite Disney characters. The first movie is Donald Duck's Stuck on Christmas. Basically, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are assholes and they rip open all the toys, treat everyone like shit, and go sledding all day rather than spending time with their family. They then proceed to wreck Christmas dinner and make everyone sad. That night they go to bed and they make a wish on the evening star that Christmas will be every day. It eventually comes true and they get to act like assholes forever. They continue to do the exact same thing that they did the day before over and over and over again. It's basically Groundhog Day but for Christmas and the kids just act like shit every single day and enjoy having, you know, the best Christmas ever being douchebags to the rest of their family. They decide to change it up, getting bored of the same routine, and they ruin Christmas hugely. They, like, change the way that they do things. They ruin the piano, they wreck the Christmas tree, just make everything a lot worse than it had been before. And in the midst of all of that ruining, they go to open the closet that has their sled Christmas present in it and end up finally reading the Christmas card that was on them that Donald writes basically that Christmas isn't about the presents that you get, it's about the feeling that you get with spending time with your family and all of that and makes the boys realize that they super fucked up. So they go to bed that night feeling all shitty on themselves and decide, okay, well, tomorrow's gonna be Christmas again. We will make it better. We're gonna do a good Christmas. The next day they wake up and it's Christmas again and they make it perfect. They wake up early and they make Christmas breakfast for Donald, which he's been trying to make for them every single day, but they keep ruining it. And then they cut up their sleds and work on making their sleds into Donald's dream boat. So they make a Christmas sled that looks like a boat called Donald's dream boat and it's really really cute. And then you know they're singing songs with the family, they finally accept kisses from their aunt who they can't deal with, and they just basically they fix all the wrongs that they had done. And then when they wake up the next day and Christmas has finally ended, thank god, right? Donald wants to go take his maiden voyage of his dream boat and hilarity ensues, you know, basic comedy property. Donald sleds on his boat and it just falls apart because they're boys and they made a sled. This was inspired by the story Christmas Every Day by William Dean Howells. And like I said, it's just basically Groundhog Day except with Christmas over and over and over again until the boys change their shitty ways. Uh, the second story in this film is A Very Goofy Christmas. Um, it starts with Goofy sitting at the table trying to decide what to put on his Christmas list and Max, who's just a young kid at the time, is rushing him because the mailman is going to come. So Goofy finally finishes his list and Max rushes to the door to go take it to the mailbox so the mailman can get it and the mailman drives away. The next five minutes or so of the film, hilarity ensues. It's Max and Goofy riding on a bike and doing all these crazy things, trying to get the letter to the mailman so that to make sure that it'll make it its way to Santa. There is a funny part. They end up driving their bike through the mall and Goofy enters a toy store called CEO Shorts, which is just a play on the actual 
toy store called FAO Schwartz. It's really funny. It's actually CEO Schwartz, like the shorts that you wear, not Schwartz like FAO Schwartz, which is S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. After that, they finally get the letter to their mailman and they're like, oh, thank God, Santa's going to get our letter. They go home and they start clearing their driveway of the snow to make sure that Santa has plenty of access to their chimney, to their house, any so he can get in in any way. While they're doing that, Pete, you know, he's super rich or whatever and is using a snowblower whatever plow thing and he clears his driveway but blows all the snow back onto theirs and Goofy's like, oh well, guess we gotta work a little harder. Then Pete is a super dick and tells Max that Santa isn't real. Mind you that Max in this movie is not Max from a Goofy movie. It's not Max in high school. This is like elementary school Max. And fucking Pete tells Max that Santa isn't real. It's freaking absurd. So Goofy is basically playing good parent or has to be the good parent and assures Max that there is a Santa. And Max continues to question all night, trying to make sense of how Santa flies everywhere, how the reindeer are flying, how Santa gets to all the different millions of kids all over the world. The next day, Goofy and Max end up taking Christmas dinner to a less fortunate family, which I think is their neighbors next door on the other side. And after dinner, Goofy dresses as Santa to surprise the little kids and, you know, give them a Christmas that they'll never forget. And Max pulls on the beard, or no, one of the kids, like, pulls on the Santa hat or something and... It's revealed that it's Goofy, and Max freaks out. You know, how could you lie to me? How could you do all this? Um, So Goofy decides that night they're going to have a stakeout. It's Christmas Eve. They're going to sit on their little balcony. They're going to have all these uh, telescopes and binoculars and all this different stuff. They're going to make sure that they get a picture of Santa so Max will know that Santa is real. They think they see Santa, but they see a burglar uh, climbing down the chimney of one of their neighbor's houses and it actually ends up being Beagle Boy who is from DuckTales. So Max goes back to bed and Goofy stays up all night trying to find, trying to wait for Santa. And eventually Goofy realizes that Max was right and there is no Santa. And Goofy gets super down and he's just like super depressed. And Max sees how sad his dad is and he decides, okay, I gotta fix this. I'm gonna dress up as Santa and make Goofy believe again. So he does that, and then Goofy realizes that it's Max, and is like, what the heck? Like, you didn't need to do that. And then they go outside, they hear something, and they go outside, and they see Santa. So Santa comes, Max gets his snowboard, and Santa makes all the snow blow over onto Pete's house, or onto Pete's yard, and both Goofy and Max reveal that their real Christmas wish was that the other one would be happy. And it came true because they both ended up being happy. This movie, the only cool thing that I could really find about this movie is that it is pre the Goof Troop show. So if you're into the whole Goofy story, the Goofy and Max legacy, this is like the very first thing where Max was really important. And then it moves into the Goof Troop show, which eventually transitioned into a Goofy movie. And then extremely Goofy movie, which is the sequel to a Goofy movie. Okay, the last sequence in this film is Mickey and Minnie's Gift of the Magi. Now, this is the only one that I had definitely seen before of all of these short stories that are wrapped up into this film. And I'd be amazed if you haven't seen this one, if you watch Disney's things at all. Basically, this is inspired by The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry. It's the same exact story, just 
you know, updated with Mickey and Minnie. So both Mickey and Minnie are super broke. Uh, Mickey works at a Christmas tree lot and Minnie works in a wrapping paper section of a department store. Mickey has a special harmonica that he loves and he plays and Minnie has a special watch and a locket that she loves. It's like a family heirloom. So Mickey's plan is to buy Minnie a gold necklace to put her watch on and Minnie is planning on buying a case for his harmonica. Pete, who runs the Christmas tree lot, is a dick, as he always is. Mickey helps a poor family get a cheap tree because Pete's trying to, like, I don't know, force them to sign up for payment plans to get a really expensive tree, even though they clearly cannot afford it. And Mickey finds them a cheap tree. Pete gets super mad and takes uh, Mickey's tip money to pay for the difference, I guess, of what he lost on the giant tree that he would have sold. And when he pockets the money, he takes his cigar out of his mouth at the same time and pockets the cigar in his back pocket, and it sets uh, this chain of events where his whole Christmas tree lot sets on fire. So, ha ha ha. Uh, Mickey gets sidetracked helping play music um, for a toy drive and gets the idea to sell his harmonica to buy Minnie's gold chain because he was running out, or he had run out of money for having to pay for that tree, and his harmonica would be worth enough, hopefully, to buy the thing. So he's rushing, trying to get to the jewelry store, which closes at five. He gets to the jewelry store, plays a sad song for the guy after the guy denies him, and the guy changes his mind, decides to give him the locket necklace for the harmonica, and then it cuts into Mickey and Minnie about to exchange gifts. So they exchange gifts, and Minnie gets her necklace, and Mickey gets a case for his harmonica, but neither one of them have their original prized possession. They explain to each other that they sold their prized possession in order to get the gift. Minnie sold her locket so that she could get the harmonica box, and Mickey sold his harmonica so he could get her the locket thing. And basically, the moral of the story is that love is the answer. The presents that they bought were just proof of their true love for each other, basically. Um, the movie ends and all of them, all of the Fab Five and their families like Pluto and Huey, Dewey and Louie and all that, they all come together at the end and they sing a medley of carols. Um, it's really cute. It's basically like the sing-along songs that they used to have. There is a Christmas sing-along song <clears throat> that I had as a kid and it's basically just that. It's all of them coming together at the end to sing together. My favorite character in this movie is definitely Goofy. Uh, which is weird because overall in all of Disney, Mickey Mouse is my favorite character. But in this film, Goofy is my favorite because his unwavering Christmas spirit through most of the of his story was really great. It did suck to see him sad and you never want like, I don't know, Goofy is kind of like the really dim-witted character and you never want to see someone who is usually really happy and full of cheer just be sad. And then my least favorite character in this film is easily Pete. Like, he is a super douche. Who the fuck tells a kid that Santa is not real? That's not okay. That is not a thing for you to say to any kid, especially not someone else's kid. Like, that's not your job. There are some really cool secondary characters in this film, including Scrooge McDuck, Mortimer Mouse, Figaro the Cat, Chippendale, and Pluto. And there are quite a few cameos as well. There, you see Owl in the background at one point, there's Clarabelle Cow, Horace Horse Collar, and of course Beagle Boy, who was robbing that house and pretended to look like Santa. Uh, my favorite scene in this entire movie 
is when Mickey plays his harmonica for the toy drive, which is basically Toys for Tots. He starts all alone and he gets through a song and all the crowd cheers. And then the fireman band shows up after they put up the fire at Pete's lot. And they proceed to play this really happy, upbeat melody and get tons of toys donated for their toy drive. Um, The music in this film, I didn't really pay any or very much attention to the score that was happening underneath, but there is a lot of traditional Christmas carols throughout all three stories. As for feels, each individual story has it. The goofy story has sad, a little more sadness in it than the other two, but they all three definitely have a lot of happy Christmas feels. I don't really have any memories attached to this film. I have seen it a couple of times before, but not a whole bunch. It came out in 1999 and I was already, I don't know, a teenager at that time. So it wasn't super high on my list of like must-see movies or movies to add into my Christmas movie rotation. But like I said, I have seen The Gift of the Magi one a few times because I think they used to play it on Disney Channel or whatever. Um, So once again, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Hopefully you listen to the next episode as well. And like always, you can follow us on Twitter at AllentownPod. You can email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Or you can just listen to us wherever podcasts are found. Love you. Bye.